When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. We've seen so many women uh, on the front lines, whether it's uh, nurses or doctors or respiratory therapists or pharmacists. Uh, I, I have another friend leading one of the major vaccine trials. It's a woman scientist leading the trial. So I think you're seeing women everywhere in this war against COVID. That is Dr. Joan LaRevere, a leader in healthcare co-founder of the amazing nonprofit Virtue Foundation, and a woman who can teach us so much from her work on the frontiers of medicine. I'm Milan Verveer, and this is Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. We are bringing you 100 of the world's most inspiring and history-making women you need to hear. Based in Boston, Dr. La Revere is a pediatric intensive care physician at Boston Children's Hospital. She is also an assistant professor of pediatrics at Harvard Medical School. Her efforts against COVID mean that she's constantly collaborating with medical experts from every corner of the planet. And her volunteer work as co-founder of the Virtue Foundation has taken her around the world. The latest contribution by Joan and her colleagues at the Virtue Foundation is a brand new book called Insights in Global Health, published by Taylor and Francis. It is a comprehensive directory of information on nonprofits and healthcare facilities in underserved regions. And it's a first cut of the data generated by the Virtue Foundation's Actionable Data Initiative an AI-driven platform that predicts healthcare needs and helps to match relevant resources around the world. We'll tell you more about it at the end of this episode. 
I've had the privilege of knowing Dr. La Revere for many years, and I had the chance to talk with her during the recent Seneca Women Forum at the New York Stock Exchange. Listen and learn why Dr. Joan La Revere is one of Seneca's 100 women to hear. Women have always been crucial to social and scientific progress. And today, in the midst of COVID, we are understanding that better than ever, both in terms of how visible their contributions are and how critically needed they are. Women are on the front lines on healthcare as well as in scientific research. And we're so thrilled to have with us Dr. Joan La Revere who embodies both of these critical roles. She is a pediatric intensive care physician at Children's Hospital in Boston, where she's been treating COVID patients. She's also the co-founder of the Virtue Foundation, a nonprofit that provides on-the-ground medical assistance in countries like Ghana and Mongolia, faraway places where they do important work. Virtue Foundation's data mapping project is a groundbreaker in the use of massive amounts of data to drive life-saving preventive measures and care. Joan, it's so great to have you back with us. The last time we were together, it was pre-COVID. And in the context of this pandemic, so much has changed, changed in all of our lives. Uh, But I'm wondering what impact it's had on the Virtue Foundation. Uh, and how uh, you are making that change uh, during this period of challenge. Thank you, Milan. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Well, COVID has affected Virtue Foundation, like every other organization, by forcing their work to become remote. Um, We were in the midst of planning our annual mission to Mongolia with a team of over 50 clinicians. And that was mid-March, and and we decided that we would utilize what we had done in the planning to help on the ground in Mongolia, releasing all the PPE that we had there. And then everything that we had collected in New York that we were going to send with our, our teams, we donated to Mount Sinai to be able to help in those early, early days. And then we began to really uh, direct our efforts into and accelerate our data mapping initiative, where we were trying to establish granular data on the ground in countries, low and middle income countries around the world to be able to better understand the health needs. Where are the health centers, the infrastructure, the healthcare NGOs on the ground to develop a more granular picture. And we have really directed all our efforts into into that over these months and using that data to help on the ground in countries where we have have been working and sending teams, but doing it all remotely. And I think this COVID time has shown us how important it is for us to have access to that information in, in countries around the world to be able to get ahead of crises like these. So how, how exactly does, um, data mapping um, engage with the pandemic? How, how does it help us understand uh, the pandemic better? Well, I think that um, it is born of on the ground work, right? From trips 
we have made and um, healthcare interventions and trainings in Ghana and Mongolia and Cambodia, El Salvador, many countries, it really started to show us the need for more granular information of where are the healthcare centers located? What are the healthcare NGOs on the ground that can uh, accelerate development? What projects are already ongoing? Where is the burden of disease? And where are the healthcare workers and the infrastructure to enable uh, the levels of care that could be delivered? And that really got us in this uh, journey to try to create remote uh, granular access to data on a web uh, type platform where people could do the, the necessary groundwork uh, ahead of being there physically on the ground. And I think COVID really showed us how important this is. And within the foundation itself, we have used this data in Ghana remotely to uh, distribute oxygen to the healthcare centers around uh, Sasala East and the Upper West region to develop um, a ventilation program for them in their district general hospital so that we could create the necessary infrastructure for the crisis ahead of, ahead of the curve. So we brought in water buckets, we repaired the radio so 100,000 people would have access to information to understand how to protect themselves. And then we put in infrastructure with the oxygen, ventilators, tricycle ambulances, so that they'd be prepared. And we were able to share, I think what was phenomenal for me is that I would be on WhatsApp in my ICU at Boston Children's Hospital with the, the doctors, the district health director, our uh, nurse anesthetist there to try to help them on the ground to have the information um, ahead. And I think that's been an amazing part of COVID, this sharing of information and data and working together globally. I, I think, I wonder if the public knows just how much doctors have been talking to each other across the globe to be able to have access to information to protect and save more lives. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear will be back after this short break. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today. 
by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, it's a remarkable, remarkable story you've just told, and I'm not sure the public knows anywhere near as much uh, as it both ought to know and and be inspired by, because this is this is extraordinary. And to think there you are in Boston uh, and you're influencing what's happening in Ghana, uh, it's 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 really remarkable. And the Virtue Foundation continues to really, you know, blaze new trails all the time in terms of bringing healthcare to people in need. Uh, let's let's turn to your own self as a medical professional, as a physician, a woman uh, in this in this spot, to be sure. Um, and I'm wondering how sitting where you sit, how you're seeing uh, women in in the in the profession, uh, because we keep hearing, knowing, seeing women on the front lines uh, trying to deal with COVID. What's it like from your perspective? Well, I've just finished five weeks of service, so I hope I don't look too worse for wear. But I was just uh, remarking to my team last night, there was, we were to, um, admitting a patient and there wasn't one man amongst us, which was fascinating to me. Here was this entire female intensive care team uh, caring for this patient. And I think that speaks to what we've seen in COVID. Uh, I mean, not that there aren't also many men engaged in, in this, but we've seen so many women uh, on the front lines, whether it's uh, nurses or doctors or respiratory therapists or pharmacists, uh, we're, we're big teams in these intensive care units. And also in policy, in government, I have another friend leading one of the major vaccine trials. It's a woman scientist leading the trial. So I think you're seeing women everywhere in this war against COVID. Well, I can assure you, you do not look the worse for wear. <laughs> uh, but but we're so grateful for everything you and your team have been doing because uh, the, the impact on uh, intensive care uh, teams has to be really quite quite astounding and demanding. Um, Clearly, we need to see more women in science and in engineering, and these times are uh, demonstrating that again. But as you talked about, there you were, an all-woman team. What difference uh, do women make uh, when they get involved like this? Um, And how does it affect the decision-making process? I think it's vital that we have women engaged in all of these areas of science and healthcare. And I think we need diverse teams because people see different angles and uh, we can just look at history of the clinical trials and heart care and, and in other areas that 
without women as part of it, the right questions may not be asked. The right research may not be done. There are 50% of the population and the drugs and the devices that we're developing for them need the perspective of, of women. And, and I think that is vital. And I think we're seeing that. I mean, I'm encouraged with what I see of the advancement of women in these fields. But they continue, I think, for the younger generation, myself, I feel it's really important that we're encouraging them to enter those fields and helping them to accelerate their careers in those fields. That's where I, I find it becomes more challenging. It's trying to advance more women into those leadership roles. And I think that's vital because that helps with the major decision making. Well, you're an exceptional role model. And I wanted to ask you both as a physician uh, and as a scientist, um, this is a moment we're all struggling through. Everybody's experiencing it in some way. We know that there are terrible impacts on some um, in, in ways we can't even imagine. Um, are you optimistic that we're going to get this moment behind us? How do you, how do you see it as a, as a doctor and as a scientist? Yeah, well, I'm always optimistic, man. <laughs> so I, I would say I am optimistic even in the midst of this. And I can even see, you know, some of the positives that have come out of this is how well we collaborate together and how much we share information. You know, uh, being on phone calls with a thousand intensive care physicians across the world, sharing what was happening on the ground in other countries or other cities in the U.S. to help us be better prepared and save more lives. And I think we have become wiser in terms of how to treat this virus. And we are accelerating the, the vaccine process and have hope that those, those trials will uh, come through. And I hope that once this is behind us and we have the better and better therapies and, and a vaccine, that we keep some of the good that we've developed, the ability to share information uh, across geographies in accelerated ways. In the same way, we're hosting this event today, uh, virtually and remotely, but we can delve deeply into sharing of data. And I think that's where, for me also, this data mapping project of Virtue Foundation has become so important because it shows how much we need to be able to share um, granular data with each other to accelerate progress. And I hope that when this is behind us, we're using that data to aid in the development of healthcare systems uh, less fortunate than our own. And that I, is my greatest hope uh, for coming out of this crisis. Well, those are really good words for all of us to hear. Um, collaboration, data sharing, working across borders, using technology effectively. There's a lot of conversation today just as we're wringing our hands, but as much conversation about, about what will we have learned, as you said so eloquently, and how will we build back better so that we truly learn from this time. Joan, it's always a pleasure to be with you, someone like you who's on the front lines ever blazing new trails. So thank you so much. Take care, get some rest before your next uh, big schedule comes up.
Oh, Milan, thank you so much. Amazing. Dr. Joan LaRevere shows us why collaboration is the key to advancement in healthcare and every field. Here are some of the highlights I took away from our conversation. First, if we are going to make headway against COVID and any other diseases that come along, women must be part of the solution. They need to be on research teams, developing medicines, and showing up as leaders. As Dr. La Revere says, diverse teams bring different perspectives and an opportunity for progress. Second, we need to recognize that the COVID battle and other health battles will be fought with a powerful new weapon, data. It's truly eye-opening to learn what Virtue Foundation has been doing in this realm through its actionable data initiative. Finally, as Dr. La Revere tells us, one of the bright spots to emerge from COVID has been the cooperation taking place across time zones and disciplines as medical professionals share information and find new treatments that work. Things move so much faster when everyone shares information. If you are a medical professional or interested in global health, you will want to check out the new book from Virtue Foundation that publishes on December 7th. The book is called Insights in Global Health. It is the most comprehensive index of critical information on nonprofits, NGOs, hospitals, and healthcare facilities providing surgical and medical care in underserved regions of the world. Insights in Global Health is available right now on Amazon for pre-order. But you don't have to be in medicine to support this kind of groundbreaking work. Today is Giving Tuesday, and you can make a real difference by donating to Virtue Foundation. Go to virtuefoundation.org to learn more. And tune in on Thursday to hear about our next featured woman and discover why she is one of Seneca's 100 Women to Hear. Seneca's 100 Women to Hear is a collaboration between the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G. If you like what you heard on the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. We hope you'll join us for our next episode of 100 Women to Hear, where we can all listen, learn, and get inspired. Have a great day. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. 
because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.